Hey guys, welcome to episode 152 of the JV Club with my guest, Mary Birdsong. I am absolutely overjoyed that she was able to do the podcast. I think she's quite wonderful. I might have just called it a podcast. Did that happen? Did anyone else think that that P sounded suspiciously like a B? I really did, guys. I really did. Uh, I want to throw some shout outs at you guys. I have uh, been getting a lot of emails. And um, I need to get caught up on Facebook and Twitter. I, I feel like I've just sort of given up on covering Nerdist because I think most of you just email me directly or uh, talk about stuff on the Facebook page or on Twitter. Um, but I, I want to reassure you that I still look and I do and appreciate and, and love everything. And I, I guess I should encourage you to continue leaving iTunes feedback ever since that painful uh, moment when I wasn't on a list of um, female-centric podcasts that iTunes put out. Guys, I'm still smarting about that. I'm still smarting about it. Uh uh, here's some shout outs, guys. This is what I'm getting at. Uh, Rosalva, I want to thank you so much for your email and for your guest suggestion. I want to thank Ashley, who uh, sent me a wonderful email. And then I got to meet right away at C2E2 in Chicago this last weekend, which was a complete joy. I want to thank uh, for your emails, Leslie and Demetra. Elad, always enjoy uh, talking about stuff with you. Guys, Elad sent a very interesting email to me about, oh, just sort of the, the, uh, uh, the, the sort of disconnect that sometimes I have between kind of getting into the paranormal or the sort of uh, metaphysical and, and mystical versus science. And all I can say is uh, I thought his feedback was very valuable. And I also am just, you know, I don't know uh, what I'm talking about most of the time. And if I make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, I apologize. I feel like I f- sort of sway far on the other side and uh, talk about how much I don't know anything. But uh, But it is a conversation I'm always excited to have. I love talking to... Um, people who are super skeptical, people who are embracing the wonders of science, people who are uh, embracing the magical. And if anything, I've proven that I can sort of side with any person at any given time. I'm extremely suggestible. Don't ever elect me president. Um, and uh, I also wanted to thank Heather for your your thoughts and your recommendations on someone to check out uh, reading-wise. I want to thank uh, sweet old Gabe, who uh, experienced a tornado warning recently at, uh, at his workplace. I'm very glad that you weren't swept up by a tornado, my friend. Uh, Xanth, I want to say hello to you in Australia. I want to say hi to Kendra, who gave me a wonderful necklace uh, at C2E2. And I want to thank Samantha and Caitlin and Jose for your emails, my loves. You're wonderful. I am getting very excited indeed about heading to Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I hope uh, to have podcasts backed up enough that I won't have to take any time off from the podcast when I'm doing that trip. And uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to the Boys of Summer series because rest assured I am on top of it. I will be redoing it. Redoing it makes it sound like I'm going to go back and do the ones I did last year over again. Not the case, guys. Not the case. Um, I've got some fun guests planned. And uh, as always, I welcome any feedback and uh, and personal exchanges you'd like to have with me. This is a very peppy intro indeed, guys. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Also, I said guys 30 to 40 times. Okay. Bye. Enjoy the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. Why am I not recording?
writing these amazing instant jokes. Well, I'll tell you what, I am right now. So <laughs> no gym like 1921, yes. forever 1921 is going to be off the books now. It's yes. on the books. That's what we call podcasting, right? It's getting something on the books. Is it? I just wanted to get it on the books. On the books? I don't know. Is that a pod term? I don't think it is. I'm not I'm- sure anyone uses that at all unless they're talking about putting something in a schedule like an address book. You know, Janet is sitting on the floor. Would you like to come down? To my uh, because level? she is big on the oriental culture <laughs> and i am going to join her and for sure also people do still say oriental sure There's no question about right it. like people who sell furniture yes yes they well, don't say this to. is a lovely asian piece i they might though but like oh. you're right that it's still okay to they say might. something they do? about an oriental rug you can still say that okay right this is a ching ching rug you can't they- say that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> They haven't. They haven't renamed the Orient Express, have they? <laughs> the Asian Express. I mean, that feels disappointing. If so. The Eastern Hemisphere Express. The Eastern Hemisphere Express. I could almost get on board with over the <laughs> Asian Express. That just sounds like uh, takeout food. Um, Aaron Bird song. I welcome you in. Hi. I welcome you in. You know, I don't usually think in advance about what I'm going to talk about with guests once I have them. On the books. Now, see, that works because that was a schedule. That was a reference to a schedule. Mm-hmm. That was me saying I scheduled you to podcast mm-hmm, so I could mm-hmm, say on mm-hmm, the books. Mm-hmm. That had like a double meaning. It had a double meaning. It had a double meaning. That's called an entendre. It is. It is called an entendre. <laughs> I, I brought you on for your knowledge. I brought you on for your knowledge. I'm pure, a linguist. It's a pure knowledge, it's a pure knowledge uh, episode. No, it was, I, but I was sort of thinking about it. For some reason, I was thinking about it more than usual. Maybe it's because I uh, wanted to podcast you for a long time. But I was thinking to myself, like, I feel like I've known you for many years now, and I actually still don't know the origin of your last name. And I thought, I got to get that squared away ASAP on the books. On the books. Birdsong Live on the books. in person on the books. Well, um, it is, okay, the myth is... Because it's like the best last name in the history of last names. Thank you. We can you. agree on that. Thank you. Right. And my whole thing is I'm sad because I don't, I mean, I didn't want to have children, but I didn't want to. Okay. No, no one's accused. I'm, listen, I'm sorry. I could I didn't have. Mean to, if you felt that you got any God, kind of a vibe or a look for me, I, I felt like I, I, I wasn't, I'm not. If you guys could have seen the look she just gave me, it was really I threw clear. You some serious shit. No, um, but I, you know, I, I didn't want kids, but at the same time, like I wanted the name to be passed down and there's nobody else to pass down the name birdsong. So I remember years and years ago when I thought I still might have kids, I was, I was like, I'm going to find a man who is willing to take my last name. Yes. Yes. Like crazy feminist guy. Right. Or, you know, basically a a gay guy. Uh And, um, uh, or now I thought, what if I just marry a guy whose name is already birdsong? That seems like a, a reality show I <laughs> fear and would also hungrily devour. But I would still hyphenate it? Yeah. So it would be Mary Birdsong Birdsong? <laughs> I still like it. Okay. I still like it. Have you met anyone with last name Birdsong? No. I have, actually. Have you? Yes. And by and large, um, the last name Birdsong is uh, one that belongs to African Americans. Oh, Okay. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, what the origin of, of that, of their families is. I know for my name, it's German. Okay. It was German originally. It was a Vogelgesang. Oh, all right. Right. All due respect to German. We, right. I'm okay with it being switched over yeah, to English. Yeah, right. Um, in the 1600s, they came over. Okay. And were like, we hate sauerkraut. We want to uh-huh. be American. Sure. How about the name Birdsong? Yeah. That doesn't sound German. Yeah. People so, will forget we're jerky Germans. Mm-hmm. 
That's what happened. In the 1600s, happened. even, they were worried. That's what happened. We they have said flashed German- forward <laughs> to the 1930s, and we are very, very not proud of ourselves. So let's preemptively change our last names to Bird Song. I have a feeling we're going to do something messed up. That's right. In That's about right. 300 years. A few generations from now, yeah. shit's going to go horribly, horribly And I don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was German. A lot of people think it's Native American. I guess I was prepared for that to be possible, because you also look like you could have... Some uh, wonderful American Indian blood. And I do you. have a little bit. Well, there you go. Um, which I think is Choctaw. Part. Okay. All right. But that shows you how educated I am on it. But I, I actually joined the website 23andme.com. Mm-hmm. This is not a plug. I'm not a paid spokesperson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's cool. You can send them a DNA sample. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. You did that. And I was yeah. I was upset because I was like, I was like, I know I'm Jewish. And nope. Not a smidgen. Interesting. And what made you think that you must be? Because A, I love Jewish guys. Mm-hmm. I've always... Uh, Almost exclusively dated Jewish guys, but I've, I've, I've veered away from the tribe somewhat. But um, also, it just feels familiar. Yeah. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. I feel a great affinity with Jewish people that I meet. I just went to a Passover Seder, and, like, I was explaining, like, the history to them. I'm like, Amazing. no, 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 no. It wasn't the Red Sea. It was the Reed Sea. <laughs> and see, Moses, see, really, it was a military campaign. Like, people were like, what is she talking Why about? Why does she know this? Why did you invite her? Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so it, it is kind of cool to see you know, how your percentages add up. And I'm kind of like 97% European, I guess. Right, but. right. I mean, I'm sure I be, I can't imagine that I have anything. Because also my mom's side of the family being Mormon, interesting, oh, but not something we can talk mama. about here because don't need to. But uh, they're very good genealogists, right? So at least on my oh, mom's right, side, right. I feel like I have a lot of information about who everyone was because right. someone already went and did that work for me. On my dad's side, I guess I don't know as much, but I just don't expect that many surprises. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that your number one surprise was that you don't that you don't have Jewish I know. ancestry. I know. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, so yeah, that's my name, Birdsong. It's real. I have a birth certificate. You know? And I hated it as a kid. And are you an only child? Uh, no. You have a sister. I have uh, two older sisters. No. <laughs> Get it right, Bert Song. <laughs> Look, my name is Tracy. This is not a test. I don't know. <laughs> I just wandered into your house. Uh, I don't know where Mary is. Mm-hmm. I didn't kill her. Um, no, I have an older sister and a younger sister that I grew up with okay. and an older brother that I grew up with. And then I have two uh, younger half-sisters. Okay. That I older did not brother... Passing along birdsong name is what I'm getting at. Is he he's he, not he's not gonna have kids. Either. He's not he had he has a he had a little girl named Allison, but she um it's complicated. Yeah okay, <laughs> doesn't have his last name. I guess in the end, at the end of the day that would be right, the, right, the end right. of that story. Um, God, what are we gonna do about this? I don't know. I really I don't know. Make, should my, I make this my number he, one? The goal? thing. Okay, I would have a child if I could just have a baby. And then give it away. Okay. Like at four. Maybe okay. six. If yeah. it's really still cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. So that's... Because I uh, I think in my um, struggles to understand my own complicated feelings about motherhood, I have sort of had the reverse thought, which is like, if I could just have a child that somehow was magically already four, but oh. did come from my body, because I don't do as well. I mean, I like toddlers well enough. I, little babies, I just don't feel... I know a lot of people feel like this. I just don't feel a hmm. closeness. I don't feel a magnetism to little oh. babies. I like I like babies, but I get really you excited hate about people's. I hate you. <laughs> I really hate baby babies. hater. Um, no, I just get more excited about people's uh, kids as they yeah. become two no, and I three get and it. four. 
I and get I can it. Have ta- and I can talk with them and like yeah. we can toddle around together. I'm but a bit then, of a toddler. But then at like eight, yeah. seven, eight yeah. to like You're done? 15, you know, like, I'm like, ew, jerks. You think they're a bunch stop of jerks? talking. Interesting. Yeah. St- I know I don't want to play with you. Like, <laughs> just like, no. Kid hater. Go to school. Kid learn something. Like, <laughs> oh, no. you know what I mean? But like now my niece <sighs> is like um, 17 and I just took a road trip with her and her mom and it was so much fun. That's great. So maybe it's like infant- Newborn, you know, till like five, six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I send them away until they're 17. To a, to a cruel boarding school yes. where they like receive Temple. no love whatsoever. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then they reconnect with you, but somehow don't resent you <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's just a wonderful reunion that feels like it was best for everyone. Your child inherently yes. understands you were not yes. meant to mother them through those difficult, difficult times. But that is interesting. I forgot. I didn't realize that. I mean, you're younger than I am, but yeah, it's it's kind of becoming this. I don't know. It seems like it's becoming a hot topic in a way. Whether or not to have kids. Yeah. And that people are at least stopping to sort of ask themselves if they want to before they do it, which I think yeah. is good no matter which what way you decide. Yeah. Um, but people still look a little like, oh, really? Yeah. So are you going to adopt? Huh? Yeah. It's selfish. Like yeah. they're just, <laughs> yeah, I it's think, treated with a lot of like, um, suspicion. I think, I think suspicion is, is probably a good word for it. And I, I also, I mean, I kind of butt up against this every time this conversation comes up, even in my own head, which is, I don't have a sense of what the rest of the United States is doing because <laughs> I feel like. I know a lot of people who have made the active choice not to have kids, but I don't know that that represents, right? you know, any kind of an even close to approximation of what's going on with people, those people, same ages, like yeah. in the rest of the country. I think probably in the rest of the country, most likely you're still just going to have kids because yeah. that's what you do. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but Breeders. Like I, said, I don't really know. Be a breeder. Yeah. Like I totally think like I'm a gay man now. That's when I look at people, like yeah. every commercial you see on television, it's, you know, and I, I now I feel like a jerk because I think I said this on another podcast, but who cares? But honestly, like if you really look at it from like, just pretend for a day you can't have children or something. And if you watch television, it's like every commercial is just like with that wink, wink, like, oh, kids, you know, right. we know, don't we? Right, right. Because we both had children. Like, it's like, that's why you need to buy this product because you have children. Yeah. It's like they, it's like used in so many ways yeah. to sell stuff, like probably just as much as sex is, you know? So just leaving you with that deep thought. And now how are sex and children connected? I guess I'm not sure how. Well, I mean, advertisers I'm like, totally you, oh, okay. <laughs> that was just a way for you to say, you know, that the sex man makes babies, Janet. His- that's right. When two people care about each other very much man and woman i don't agree with anybody who's not a man and woman having sex what is that about that is the opposite of everything i've ever said on this podcast so if anyone doesn't realize that sarcasm abomination we're in a lot of trouble trouble. um welcome to abomination talk it's abomination talk (laughs) did i not tell you that was any of the podcast i'm embarrassed i should have mentioned that um but yeah i i think um I don't know. I think uh, I think the sort of yeah, the question of sort of what's selfish and what's not is definitely kind of on the table now when it comes to stuff like that. And also, I guess just maybe people who are parents are being more honest about what's really hard about it 
too. I don't know. I feel like I have more friends who are willing to be honest about the moments they hate their children and the moments that they know with beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was the best decision they ever made. You know, yeah. those two things. And I think for a long time, we maybe only heard about, yeah, you know, yeah. No, I think sort that's of gritting, th- grinning and gritting your teeth going like, it's the best decision always. I know. Mm-hmm. I actually had a woman not too long ago do the unthinkable to me, which was like, I got to tell you, honestly, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Not for me. I love them mm-hmm. all my heart, but I wouldn't do it. And I was like, <gasps> don't say that. Yeah. Like I felt like codependent with her children. Yeah. Like, you hate your children. No, she didn't say she hates children. She right. said like, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have been a lawyer if I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was wild, but that yeah, people really are willing to do that. that. I don't think they ever would have even said those words out loud. I think that's a really good point. So stuff's rising to the surface. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I wonder if part of that is like maybe that the earth, it really is straining under the amount of people that are, exist on it. And I wonder if there's a weird Darwinian earth, earth Darwinian thing happening yeah. where somehow that's creeping into our species in a I way bet. that's that's deeper seated and more genetic than we even realize that like that's we think that it's just progressive i've never thought this or said it before but that we think that it's just progressive culture that's kind of creating a situation but there's something people, biological but driving i wonder it. yeah i wonder if there is something kind of that's underneath the surface you need that's to do like, a thesis should i go back to school Maybe. Is this what school is? Am I but back seriously, I've never heard anybody say that before, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, I mean you I also think about, about you could but... even apply like the fact that um, homosexuality is accepted more in popular culture right now. Like that's moved really fast in the last fifty years, even though it has a long way to go. I mean, like, the procreating just in general, maybe somehow biologically, is is we're being triggered about the fact that it's not as important somehow. I think I think it has some meat on the bones there. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You heard it here first. I mean, this is going to be, and then just, I'm just bombarded with like every scientist ever yeah. hears about this and is like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you're like, French. look, I'm a dentist. Yeah. I know stuff. I didn't pretend to know anything for certain except about teeth. Now, if you want to talk to me about <laughs> teeth, I could talk to you forever about teeth. Mary, did you, where did you grow up? Where were you a teenager? I grew up in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had some Jersey Shoreians, I think. Yeah, and I have past. not, I, have, I actually have not been, it's a place called Long Beach Island, mm-hmm. and um, I have not been there since uh, Hurricane Sandy. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's a long, skinny, like, strip of land. I guess it's a barrier island, is what they call it. And uh, apparently... So it takes the fall for yeah, the rest of the... Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, we used to always be warned about this, like, stay off the dunes for, you know, it's going to erode the island. And we're like, yeah, yeah. But in the Sandy uh, Hurricane, apparently it dissected the island in five places. Wow. Like, it was already that narrow. Yeah. You know, so the bay and the ocean basically, like, went, like, you know, Ooh. scary. Do you have friends who are still there, friends and family, or no? I do. Yeah. I do. My mom is still in South Jersey, but she's on the mainland. How much was she affected by Sandy? Yeah, I think like a tree went down and they didn't have power for a bunch of days, but she was like, we just played a lot of cards. <laughs> <laughs> she made it sound so pleasant. <laughs> she made it sound really pleasant. Do you have the, do you get back very often period? Was there, is there, or is there, is it like a weird coincidence that you haven't been back there since Sandy? I haven't talked to my family in 30 years. Oh my Jane. God. Oh no, boy. Well, listen, this is the kind of, this is the kind of juice I've been trying to get out of this no, podcast no. from the beginning. No, I actually, um, I used to get back more because I was bi-coastal and I had a New York apartment, which I really miss. Mm, but, um, that sounds really nice. 
But I still get back. Uh, and now probably it's going to happen a little more because uh, my mother is getting to that age where, like, you know, stuff is happening. And my sister and I have to kind of, like, have little hushed conversations at the nearest Walmart, mm-hmm. like, in their little diner part. Mm-hmm. I remember we had, like, a meeting. Uh-huh. She's like, let's go to the Walmart and have a meeting before you oh. kill our mother. Right, right, right. Because she drives us crazy. But um, but she's totally sweet and wonderful. And But it's weird. It's weird to be at that age where you're having to do that stuff. Yeah, um, I never feel... Well, especially as... I can't believe I'm about to say this. Someone who doesn't have kids, <laughs> you don't have that, you know, I don't know. There's. I, I, I don't know if that makes it harder or easier, if it prepares you or it doesn't prepare you, but the idea of taking care of children and then the kind of relationship to when your parents start needing to be cared for in that way, not exactly the same way, but not that far off right. as they age. Um, well, and I think that the kids are meant to be there. So you're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Somebody's going to be here to like, you know, clean my diapers. Yeah. You know, but like you, you can't do that. You right. know what I mean? It's just like, um, I think it's, yeah, it's sort of a rite of passage. Like you stop being somebody's daughter and you are now somebody's mom and that's the way it works, but not in this equation. So um yeah it's it's trippy is your sister married no she is yeah uh, now i'm just budding into her business Mm -hmm. no my sister is married she has six kids whoa she lives on like she had your kids and her kids mm -hmm, like a farmhouse in like amish country Pennsylvania. like we could not be more different lifestyle wise but yeah yeah were you uh, super different growing up? She's the person that you were sort of closest to, it sounds to me, uh, versus your yes and half, no. Like halves? I was, you have halves or steps? I have halves. Halves on are, your dad's side? Who were, grew up in Kentucky. So I just don't know them yeah. as well. And then your older brother. My older brother. And my older sister, Anne, is three years older. And my younger sister, Veronica, is seven years younger. Um, so I've been close to both of them. Like right now, um, I've been spending more time with my older sister. Um, so that's been really fun. Um but uh yeah she um we were very different growing up she was in um she was in flags do you know what flags is yeah i feel like i didn't know what flags was until i started doing this podcast and i think maybe someone was in flags because i remember (laughs) very recently being like i can't i don't know what that is you're speaking a different language to me it's like cheerleading but it's flags I guess so. It's like band. It's like a cross between band and cheerleading. Yeah, it's like flags. you kind of play an instrument, but it's uh. a flag. <laughs> you know? Nope, I'm lost again. I'm lost again. I am lost again. Kind of like you shake pom-poms, uh, but it's a long pole with yeah. a piece of fabric on it. Yes. I mean, I feel I've seen t- people twirling flags. And you usually wear a hat field. that sort of looks like a cowboy hat, but also like you're from Australia. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cute I've little boots. This cute little boots but i remember i used to watch her practice her flag routines that's your younger sister no my older your sister. older sisters from flags yeah so she had Three you have routines older. yeah because seven learned. years younger you weren't seeing so much of the school life no got it um but you know and it was a very small town where we grew up on the island like there's a very small year-round population because mm-hmm. it was such a tourist sure um place so it was weird like there were no traffic lights in the winter time um there was maybe a McDonald's like 45 minutes away. Oh, wow. Like when we got that, we were like, oh, we yeah. have a McDonald's. And like, I remember we got like a Chinese restaurant. It was An like, Ori- Please Oriental. Oriental. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, so I would watch my older sister do her flag routine and just be like, someday. <laughs> I, 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 I can dream. Um, and I didn't wind up going for that. Um, I wound up going into... Um, uh, buh, 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 theater like i tried to do sports and i was like i fucking hate this yeah 
Is it okay what to curse? To do? Yeah, it is. Like, I remember I was trying to do basketball because, like, that was cool. Like, girls, for whatever reason, in my grade school at that point in the 70s, mm-hmm. um, and I mean the 2070s, That's I right. went to high school in the future because <laughs> I'm that young. Um, <sighs> but uh, it wasn't cool to be like the typical things, like a cheerleader. That was considered like really uncool because um, they weren't very good. Their mm-hmm. costumes weren't cute, you know. But it was cool to be a jock. It was cool for the girls to be jocks. And, um, and like to get into fights and stuff. Oh, my. You know what I mean? And Rough you wore and like tuckskin jeans and like Levi corduroys with a comb in the back pocket. Okay, all right. That was the deal. Now I just have, I'm, I'm basically putting every woman's face onto the body of Danny Zukov. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> I think it's more like Christy McNichols, yep, sort of. Yep, like, yep, yep. That, that really that little, foxes little darlings, little darlings. There was a fo- there was a movie called Foxes too. Jodie Foster was in Foxes, and yeah. Tatum O'Neill and and uh, I conflated those. Yeah, I That's understand. A great word, it is right? a great word. Conflated. I love having you here as a conflated. scientist of words. You conflated those. Those. So yeah, Tatum O'Neill and and uh, and and Christy McNichol were in Little Darlings, and I I even I. Which I saw it on like videotape. I remember being like kind of influenced by that movie. It yeah, seemed very there was kind of like a tomboyish and- thing mm-hmm. happening. And um, so I went into I, I, I tried sports. I like tried track, and I was chubby. Like I was super chubby, and I came from a big family. Like not big in numbers, but like big in size, mm-hmm. girth, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And I will. <laughs> I will. girth, girth. I will girth. <laughs> I um, will. <laughs> I will and I do. Um, and I, I just, I hate it. I was like, God, I just have to school to like five and run. Uh-huh. I'm tired. I want to watch cartoons. Yeah. Eat snacks. Yeah. Um, shitty generic brand snacks that aren't even the good snacks. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I tried basketball, all five foot two of me. And again, I was like, I'm going to stay out of school. But then. Basketball's exhausting. Yeah. I feel I've complained about basketball And I just before, didn't understand it. very it. cool. Yeah, I didn't understand where I was supposed to stand, where I was supposed to run. These are all things that are true for me about basketball, yeah. and I'm 5'10", so I wow, should have tall. been like... Yeah, and soccer too. Like, I was like, I do not know where you want me to run. Yeah. Like, I can kick a ball. Yeah. But I just know where's the logic. And in soccer, I feel like there's a lot of time that you don't get anywhere near the ball. You're just running back and forth yeah. on the field, which I find very athletically impressive. And I think, you know, looking... I just realized this just now. I think part of the reason sports didn't appeal to me is because they were team sports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a team player. <laughs> you didn't get to be like, look at me, everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, ah. but, um, and I remember I even tried uh, like extra, what do you call it? Extra mural, like stuff that's outside of school. Oh, extra, yeah, that because intramural would be in. Yeah, extra, like there were sure. cheerleading troops that were outside, which people would do and were mm. kind of cool, but I was on the shitty ones, like junior peewees. Like I wasn't even a peewee. I was uh-huh. a junior peewee. And just the sweater was really hot, you know what sure. I mean? And I just didn't. Sure. Some girl swallowed a bumblebee. It was just, <laughs> it was a nightmare. Bad shit could go down. So I, I think my best friend at the time, who was kind of like the class brain, um, she, uh, she talked me into auditioning for a play together. And, and when was this? Like a freshman year? Or was I think it, this was sophomore year, sophomore or freshman year. Um, and so she kind of like pushed me into it and, and then I was like, oh, I really like this. And, um, and then I was like, I will stay after till midnight. You know what I mean? That I just felt. You found your thing. Yeah. And I was like, look at me, you know, <laughs> pass me the ball. Right. Wait, where's the ball? Uh, there's no ball. In we're theater. doing space work. I'm pretending there's a ball. <laughs> 
But yeah, that was really fun. Um, Were you, was your family surprised or had you kind of been like the family? They, uh, they yes and no, because like I was crazy shy mm. when I was little. And like, I think when I was about five or six, which is when my parents got divorced, like I start, that's kind of when I started like doing little performances out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be super quiet. And then all of a sudden I would like have on a wig and a skirt and be like, hit it, Harry. Uh-huh. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and where did she get that wig? Yeah. And it was so my way of like connecting to people without having it be scary and like, I don't know what you're going to say and sure. I'll have to say something back, which yeah. I still suffer from, you know, and I... I think that performing in its own way is is a great tool for like a control freak because you dictate like who is talking. You know what I mean? You have to sit there and listen. There are rules. And That's, then you have to usually applaud unless it's like horrifying, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and then you can say something. Right. You know, and you you try to, you know, hang out for as little as possible after the show because yeah. that's you know, awful. Yeah. And cause I've never been smiling. that person either. I really, boy, the on and off switches I feel are so dramatic for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I'm done performing, I like to sneak out the back. Yes. I'm like, as I just worked really hard Yeah, for you people. <laughs> I'm not going to stand around and <laughs> smile and talk about like, so are you in LA now? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's just another performance. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like my you know, bestest friends or right. my family or something. Right. Like the people who would like go hang out at the dumpster with me behind the shitty comedy club or whatever it is you're performing in. Yeah. Um, and when, and so with the high school, that sort of, uh, was that just kind of like dramatic? Like how was the theater department in your small, small school? It was, I mean, it was very ambitious in that they like built these amazing sets mm. and, and, and that the teachers that were involved with it were really, um, they were into it. You know what I mean? They really wanted to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I'll give you an example. Like they, they considered me like the friggin' I don't know, like Anna Mignani or like Meryl Streep of Southern Regional High School because we did Fiddler on the Roof. And I remember like, I was one of the few girls who was willing to not have her bangs poof out of her <laughs> babushka. <laughs> right? Because it was the 80s in Jersey. They were some crispy... Stand up oh straight God, bangs. Sure. Right? And it's Nobody like, well, we'll act, but we're going to have our bangs show. Right. <laughs> I worked in there for three hours That's this amazing. morning, and I was like, mine are under my babushka. Oh, Because my. I'm not Mary. I'm Golda. That's right. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, and also, I mean, I, I forget this sometimes, but because I didn't grow up with my dad in the house, there, there were three men mostly who were at the helm of, you know, like the choral director guy and they did a lot of musicals and the English teacher who was really smart and funny and um, and they were very like surrogate sort of father figures now that I look back on it. Mm-hmm. Like they really took me aside. They're the ones who kind of said, hey, psst, like maybe you should do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, psst, nah. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Did you have another idea in mind or were you just a kid like me who sort of didn't have I had a no goal? idea. I was going to like study French because I knew like I had an ease with like le- with languages mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed my French class and went on like the class trip to Paris. Um, that's a good story. My mother actually like we couldn't afford to go and my mother wanted to surprise me um, by sending me somehow like getting the money. So she <laughs> she borrowed three hundred dollars from a priest that oh, she wow. was friendly with and kind of had a crush on Ugh. father Henriksen and, uh, and took that money to Atlantic city. Um, no. And won $2,000 in blackjack. You're kidding me. Yep. And I was watching, she had to take that's me am- and my little sister that's an with amazing her. Story. Right. She, she, we, she took me and my little sister who was like nine, I think, cause I was 16 
to the casino with her because she didn't have a babysitter or whatever in our shitty car. And I remember we had to watch her like playing um, blackjack. I had no idea what she was playing for, like what she wanted to win. And I was annoyed because I was like hanging out with my nine-year-old sister. Right. Stop talking. You're embarrassing (laughs) me. And there was like, there was no cell phones. There was no tweeting. There was no, you know, I didn't even have like a fax machine Uh like that I could fiddle, you know. Yeah. But, um, and, and at that time, I think it's still this way. If you were, I wasn't 16 yet. I was about to turn 16 because if you were under 16, you weren't allowed on the gambling floor. Oh. So we were like looking down, like 200 feet down, oh, like wow. at my mother who's in like a white lace blouse, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, very primly like playing blackjack. Yeah. yeah. Holy smoke. So Paris. That's amazing. Isn't that great? I can't, I mean, listen, I guess she was a good, she, she was kind of she, she knew what to play. She knew her odd dods were best for her with blackjack. She was kind of good. And what's that movie? Is it uh, The Hustler with Paul Newman? Yeah. Like she had a little bit of that going on because she had this baby doll voice and she looked like somebody you would walk up to and ask direction. You know what I mean? Like she looked very sweet and maternal. Yeah. Very, you know, quiet. But then like, bam, she would like, she knew her numbers. She was smart. That's so cool. Um, But yeah, there's lots of great, like crazy stories like that about my mom. Um, You know, and like for everything that I could tell you and my therapist that she did wrong, like there's also some like really stupid thing she did that is so sweet yeah. and misguided but uh-huh. like just trying to you know do that you need come home and there'd be like a big goose in the tub or there'd be like a deer in the back seat oh of the god. car and like, oh my god you know so you would just Amazing. like kind of roll with it and you know kind of roll with it a know. deer in the back seat yeah. what uh so she was raising three kids mm, wait or was your brother and veronica that- and my brother four Oh God! I keep forgetting you have an older sister and a younger sister. God, yeah, 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 yeah. With a pretty wide age range too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. did she remarry? She did not, but she had a, a, a one boyfriend for thirty nine years. Okay. Who, um, if she was like Blanche Dubois from Streetcar, he was her Stanley Kowalski because he was totally uneducated. You know, construction like Pollock. You know, been in that area for for centuries. He talked really fast. Uh-huh. Talked really fast, Kathy. Jesus Christ, Kathy. <laughs> He was always like he was always flummoxed and like she'd make him watch like British movies with subtitle or like not British movies with subtitles, but like European films or like British films. And they didn't have subtitles because they were English, but right. they talked so fancy that like he couldn't understand. Right. So she would kind of, oh, Bob, he said he's going to the chambermaid's room, <laughs> a chambermaid, it's somebody who cleans. Oh. Ah, she would just get so mad at him. years somehow. You know, yeah. Yeah. There. What was she? So she was fairly well educated in comparison. She was. She yeah. was. She went to LSU. I don't think she graduated because she got pregnant, but she was very, you know, she was an Anglophile. She loved um, poetry. You know, she yeah. was just very strange. Like, not of, she seemed like she should be at like the turn of the century or something. Yeah. And like, so delicate. Like, you just are like, are you going to cry? Like, oh my God. She just was a very fragile little, you know, glass and that's menagerie. A, definitely not how I see you at all. I'm sure right. not how I know. anybody who sees Can you imagine? Things. Yeah. Um, and yet, when I was little, I was much, I was actually a lot like her because I was so shy. Yeah. And, and so performing and being like, hey guys, who wants to party? Uh-huh. Like, that was my like ticket out. Sure, sure. Of, of shy hell. Sure. And, uh, and, and also, like, I discovered like drinking, like parties. I was like, well, that oh. was my next question, I guess, was sort of like, how did that, how did you being this kid who then kind of unlocked all of that in theater 
you know, what was your social life like? What were your relationships with boys like? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like my best friends, I think when I was younger, were they tended to be like goody goodies, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, but that, but I had like very different friends, um, which troubled me. I don't know if you had this, but like they were so different and they were in different like sort of social circles. So we we were ever in the same room together. I felt very confused because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, I'm this person with Jen Rising, but I'm this person with Nancy Bianco, right. and I'm this, and I'm the nerdy girl with Nina Tool. Like, who am I? Sure, sure. So I'm basically a, a bullshit artist uh-huh. and a sycophant. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> but um, but I was for the most part like straight A's, like really, you know, on the on the good, and not necessarily because of choice. I think I just wasn't invited to like the cool, <laughs> and there was very much that thing like. I know Amy Poehler right now has that thing, um, Smart Girls, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Yeah. Because I know when I was going to school, it was very uncool to be smart. Mm. And so, and I was in uh, what they call AP classes. That's sure. advanced place. Sure, sure, sure. Kids. Um, and, and so there were kind of small classes and there were a lot of nerds in them. And I remember like, I wasn't super nerdy, but I was nerdy enough to be in there. And I secretly would like long to go into like the remedial class like or not remedial but where the cool kids where the cool kids were yeah and um so i kind of didn't get in that like world where they were like partying and just hanging out at the mall or whatever and uh but i think senior year i had a couple of friends that looped me into that um and i remember actually before senior year i had like a total after school special moment (laughs) where one of the cool kids was like do you want to sit at our table Amazing. In the cafeteria. Amazing. And I knew she didn't mean my best friend. Um, and so it was like dramatic music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's my opportunity. There's Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol That's looking right. at me. That's right. What do I do? What did you do? I did the right thing. You, you sat with your friend. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Um, what did you say? Just like, mm, I'm going to go over here. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we have to talk about such and such. We have to do our homework or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and she's, I mean, I'm actually still in touch with her. She's a good person. Um, but so, yeah, I kind of, so it wasn't necessarily by choice. It wasn't like I was some like morally superior or like, um, boring person. I just didn't have access to those parties. Yeah. So I hadn't even had a drink, I think until I was 18 with the exception of Nancy Bianco once made me drink blackberry brandy. That was my first drink. Nice. Right. Amazing. On Long Beach Boulevard, the main drag. Of Long Beach Island. We remember we did like, we drank it on the beach and then we're doing like cartwheels down the boulevard late at night. Perfect. You know, like classic. Yeah. Um, and, and then I remember senior year, I went to a couple of parties and I remember like I somehow became like the beer wench for the card game and I was like, okay, this is good. Right. This is good. And I just discovered like, wow, I really take well to alcohol. <laughs> It it was the silver bullet uh, that unleashed yeah. the kraken of, yeah. you know, that made me just feel like confident and sexy and fun and like, who cares what you're thinking of me? Pass me another tall boy. Right. Or Bartles and James wine coolers. Remember those? Please. Um, so that was kind of cool. Like, I remember like one night I went like skinny dipping. Like, it was just like night and day. Um, but it was fun to know, to like at least get a taste of that before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think when I went to college, like it's, it, you know, I still, I still wasn't like full on like party girl, but, um, but yeah, I had a few good, a few good memories yeah. of you know, like falling it. on my ass and little Italy and just all stuff like that. Yeah. I, I always go back and forth between like how much of a 
how much of an advisory figure I feel like I can be because I did so much messed up stuff when I was younger that I feel like I'm lucky to have escaped. But I also <laughs> feel like a certain amount of that is inevitable anyway. And you sort of hope for the best for everybody. And yeah. But what about so? And what about boys? Did you have boyfriends or did you? You know, I when I was 16, I guess I got a boyfriend who was really serious. He was six years older than me. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. How'd you meet him? He was, uh, he was the chef at the Silver Rams Greenhouse Cafe. His name was Gus Majorino. You probably heard of him. He won the, uh, the chowder, the chowder contest <laughs> three years in a row. Did you work there? I worked there as a waitress, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. all cute in my uniform. Yeah, sure, sure. Ugh, gross. Gross that you were with someone who was six years older than you? Yeah. I How mean, long just, were you guys together? When you say serious, you mean like it was I, serious, like well, he was two a serious years. dude? or two Wow, years. that's a long time. And how old were you? Uh, from 16 to 18. Yeah. And I remember That's we, a long-term relationship. Yeah, he, and he asked me to marry him. Oh. And I said yes. Because <gasps> I felt like this is how this codependent is I am. Oh, like I nearly yeah. married somebody because I didn't want him to feel sad. Yeah. You know. Mm. And so he said, okay, I'm going to go into Brooklyn. I'm going to get you the ring. And, um, you know, I'm going to surprise you. And then, uh, I don't know, a few Wait, days. how did he say he was going to surprise you when he was going to go get the ring? I don't know. <laughs> it made sense to him somehow. And, uh. <laughs> And so then a few days passed and, you know, I'm like, oh, so did you get the ring? He's like, nah, I couldn't find the one I wanted. And then he like sprang it on me. Like he did because he pulled the fast. He did surprise you. See, that's how he did it. Gus, you know what you're doing. He's fast. Was it inside a bowl of chowder? Yeah. I took, I was, I had to eat the whole bowl at the bottom. (laughs) It was really milky and weird when I got to it. (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah. And so then I was like, ooh, hey, you know what? (laughs) You know. Did you? But but you accepted the ring, or you couldn't? I still have it. Okay, no, great, I'm kidding. great, great, great. Uh, no, no. So he took it back, and um, you know, and it, but it was just one of those things where he was. I had dated like a couple of guys and had crushes, oh, certainly God. on like super massive crushes on guys, but I just again like was so shy. Like I could kind of joke around with them, be like, "You're such an asshole. Why isn't he asking me out?" Right, you know what I mean? right, right. But. Um, but so this was the first one he was in other words he was old enough to kind of see through that and take it as a challenge which Mm -hmm. i think a lot of guys my age were like "Mm, i guess she doesn't like me you know right right so and um and i didn't have a lot of confidence like i was you know i was cute but i was yeah i just was not i didn't have it all together and he uh but it was like one of those things where he was my first boyfriend and it was almost like he was my boyfriend because he wanted to be hmm. rather than like, I love him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even like him, <laughs> you know, and you were going to maybe marry him. It was going to this. I will Ooh. never forget this because wow. there were a couple a few things leading up to my like turn away from him. Just, I remember we were in like an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood or something, and he's just started making like these sort of racist comments. And, you're and like, I was like, hold on, hold up, these are my people. Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Gus was not Jewish. No. And, mm-hmm. uh, he, he really was like, look at him. They think they're better than us. Fucking no. You know, thank you. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get a smoothie? Like, I just was, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, and he said, like, I wanted to go to, you know, school in, uh, New York and he was like, you know, you should go to Ocean County Community College. We get a house and Mm, it's what you put into it. And I was like, no, it's not. It's not. Um, but then, and I remember one time we were, uh, we had, we had had knowledge of each other, Uh biblical knowledge. That's how I talk about it on the podcast. I don't, I refuse to refer to it in any other way. Right. Abomination talk. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what you say on abomination. That's right. That's right. Um, but 
I remember like I was laying there sort of post coitally and like staring up at the ceiling and he like put his arm on me or something like that. He was asleep and I was like, I'm going to vomit. Oh God. If he touches me again. Oh no. Like what, who is this person? Yeah. I, you know, this is not, certainly not in the first few weeks of being engaged. You shouldn't feel that no. way. Do you, and do you, I mean, that's, that's a really interesting, I mean, that's an, that's an interesting and upsetting feeling for me to imagine a teenage girl having. I think it's probably fairly common maybe in certain yeah. social circles where you kind of end up doing things because yeah. they're just happening. Yeah. And it's and not he, like it's not consensual, but that doesn't yeah, oh, mean yeah. that you love what's happening. Yeah, and he was happening. actually, he was, he was a gentleman. Like he, he was not just like out to, you know, get um, – have sex or anything like that. And he was in many ways like a really good person mm-hmm. um, and funny and sweet and all those things, but also racist and sexist and stupid and, you know, violent and was dealing cocaine and, you know. Ooh. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, he just was one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm just doing this because he wants me. Like, how sad is that? Right. You know, and and I just saw my life flashing before my eyes. And like my mom married when, a guy who's my dad, who's a great guy. But, you know, she married when she was 18 and he was six years older than her. And I was oh, like, you know, and I was like, I am not going to wind up in Ocean County, New Jersey, like in a trailer, you know, waitressing the evening shift. You know, I'm not. And, you know, thank God, like I at least had that moment of clarity, even though it was kind of like disturbing. Right. Um but yeah, it's, I think it is. It's like important every now and then to just kind of like really be quiet and take a look around at your life and be like, wait, wait a minute. Like if there was yeah. a camera capturing this right now, what would I, you know, what would I feel about this? So, yeah. you know. And did you, and, and when you got out of that relationship, how did that end? I mean, you, oh, you, I guess you told me that you sort of said, I can't do this. I did. Was, it, I, it, I was he done it, after that? Like I did it somewhat gently. I'm like, I'm having second thoughts. I'm just not sure about this. Can we, you know, can we wait? And then it was like, I think maybe we should see other people, you know. Um, and then, oh my God, this is so sad. But I got a job, which I loved as a singing waitress at an ice cream parlor. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. And there was like a lot of improv and stuff. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like doing sketch comedy, but um, it was like being on SNL. I would have loved that job too, though. Yeah. And, um, and, and it had like big, uh, I guess, not bay windows, but really big windows. And it was like really close to the ocean. Um, so you could see a lot of the sidewalk traffic and stuff. And, um, a lot of tourists and I remember him like standing outside one of those windows like just showing up with, and he had like a big teddy bear oh. that he was holding that he'd gotten for me and like that was gonna make it all better you know yeah I thought I wanted to head in this direction with my life but teddy bear like, yeah I know <laughs> I mean I really that feels like it's right out of a movie it really yeah. does um, this sort of young woman who's like I really suspect that there's more for me out there than this yeah. teddy bear. And, not, and again, like, that's a perfectly valid dream and to have. teddy bear's belly was full of cocaine. Right. And right. he's like, I need you to take Oh, my God, that's a good order. story. That's a good story. Uh-oh. I did a European tour of hair, and there was it involved a, a teddy bear with cocaine. Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> How could I have anticipated that? <laughs> when did this happen? That was post-college. And they used to, we used to call it, like, the get-out-of-debt tour because you could just, you know, they were awful, awful you know, they were not quality uh-huh. shows for the most part. Good Who people in through? them. What was this through? Um, yeah, some awful company. And you were in New York by this point. Um, I think I was. I was in New York. 
And this was a European tour. So you went to all these weird, like we like performed at an ice skating rink in a kindergarten, like, <laughs> you know, and it made no sense. We'd go from like Austria to, so you know, I don't, you know, to England. And then we'd go back to like, it just, it made no sense at all. And like people absconded with money. But I remember, um, I think, yeah, I was in college at this point, And I remember I came back and I had, that was the only time I think that I had done cocaine was on that trip in Europe. I tried some and I loved it. And I was like, I can never do that again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had the good sense with that because mm-hmm. it was expensive, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, mm, that's, that's a bad mm, thing right. for me because I love caffeine and you uh-huh. know, nicotine and all that stuff. And, um, I remember I was at a party with my really good friend, Skip, and I was like, Skip, I can't believe I did cocaine. He said, Mary, you've done cocaine twice before, honey. You just don't remember. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't you remember you threw me up against a wall? Oh, no. In front of people? No. You didn't remember? Nope. Did you not? But And so it wasn't a situation where you'd done it unknowingly at the time. You had done it knowing it was cocaine and you yeah, forgot? Yeah, yeah, Amazing. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And horrifying. Yes. And what was the teddy bear? How did the teddy bear come The teddy bear was like, it was a, 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 a vehicle through which, mm-hmm. a holy grail, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that I think there were two different touring companies that were, that would occasionally sort of pass oh, each God. other. Oh, no. In, um, in our... Uh, whatever we were in. I think we were in ZZ Top's tour buses or something. And uh, there's so many side stories I don't even have time to spit off into that really, I'm fascinated it's by. It's pretty mind-boggling. You've it's had like, a life, I should be lady. 85. I yeah. should be 85. But um, so I think one of the, the companies, um, and we knew a few people on the other companies, passed a teddy bear that they had bought for us as a gift mm-hmm. to us. And uh, yeah. Crazy times, Mary Birdsong. So Yeah. What kind of were when you were a theater kid and when you were in high school? Were you also like what kind of music were you listening to? Were you going to movies? Were you did you feel connected? Because I know it was a small town. Mm. Did you feel connected to popular culture in that way, or were you really kind of focused in on like yeah. this is the musical? Yeah, like I, another like really clear memory, and she knows this. Um, hey, Jen Rising, if you're listening, what's up, Jen? Jen Rising um, was a uh, she she came here I think when she was very very little from from Korea. She was Korean and she was really tiny, but like so tough. Like I was terrified of her when i would see her like at the at ralph's arcade mm-hmm. playing miss pac-man uh-huh i was like oh my god she's That's such a badass i'm so scared of her yeah um and like literally like four foot ten but you did not mess with jen Rising. and she thought i was a snob apparently because mm. i was painfully shy but we hooked up as friends you know and i remember like she had this teeny tiny house um because a lot of the houses on long beach island are a little like bungalows for tourists to like rent sure. for the weekend sure perfect you, for a weekend but you wouldn't want to live there full time. right and that's where i lived is yeah. one of those too yeah and um and so i remember sitting on her bed and like her room was so small like you could barely fit a bed in a stereo yeah but you know as a teenager like that's kind of all you need and yeah. like a place to throw your clothes and i remember sitting on her bed and it was like the lights were out and she touched me in a way. No, um, and she, uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Right, and we uh, we were listening to Brian Adams. Great. I mean, cuts like a knife. Great. Summer of '69. Great. Come on. Yeah. Still to this he day, he still got it. When I hear that, I'm like, oh my it. god. By the way, I everybody loves that song, "The Summer of '69." Come right. on. Who doesn't love that song? And uh, I defy you. But I remember like us playing it over and over again, and just like talking about like Jeff Stark and. Mm-hmm you know, whatever, Kevin Mazzy or something. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what their names were, but just so in it, like so like in that moment of teenagerism, Yeah, you know? 
And like, and it was okay. Like it was a small shitty little like house and a shitty little bed and a crap stereo. But I was like, yeah, summer of 69. We're going to be rock stars next year. Yeah. You know, so there was that, um, I, I, you know, there was one record store, the Island Record Shop. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, this is going to, yeah, this is, I'm so old. Um, you, this is back when you listened to records Mm -hmm. and we would go there and like, you would wait for like, say Rick Springfield to come out with a single. Right. And you would go to the record shop and be like, do you have Jesse's grill in yet? Uh No. Okay. (laughs) Can I leave my number and you can call me when it comes in? That's great. You know, and you would buy the 45 Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, what's on the B side? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, and then you'd go play it on your ginormous stereo. Uh Um, that was like encased in oak cabinet (laughs) that wasn't oak to begin with. Sure. But, um, you know, so there was, there was that, like, there just wasn't a lot to do. Yeah. So you would like go to the record store and try to find records. You would maybe go to like Surf Unlimited and like shop for OP shorts mm-hmm. that you couldn't afford. Did you surf or anything like that? Did you I do didn't any, like, surf. Yeah. I really wanted to, but, um, I didn't catch that wave, so to speak. So did you have, did you have a sense of, sorry to interrupt. I just, I'm wondering if you had a sense of the sort of like tourist tourists versus townies oh yeah yeah is there sort of a like a separation like a class separation yeah definitely um we love to make fun of them um which you know they were the livelihood of everybody on the island so yeah um but they we called them shoebies mostly okay i think it's either because they would take their shoe they they would leave their shoes on when they got to the beach Mm, interesting you know and like we prided ourselves somehow on our tough feet Uh uh uh-huh you suck because you have baby feet (laughs) Really? I can see that. That was super uh, cool if you could, you know, stand it. Break and, a bottle with your toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and this was back when, like, kids would just run amok, you know, in the streets, yeah. like, until dark, you yeah. know. And um, and we lived literally, like, paces from the ocean. So that part about growing up there was really cool. Um, but, yeah, the Shoebies, we'd love to make fun of them. Like, they think the seagulls are penguins. <laughs> um, and... Uh, we just thought it was hilarious if they asked for directions, you know, like that's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny that you don't live here and you don't know where that is. Oh, uh, right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so we, we made it fun of the tourists, but we also were excited because when the tourists came, it was a whole new batch of boys, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, and again, going back to the Jewish thing, like there was this kid, Jeff Stark. If you're listening, Jeff, I'm still single. Wonderful. But Jeff Stark was exotic. He was really dark skinned. He was Jewish. He was from Paramus. Mm-hmm. And he went, I remember he went to like, right? Um, right. He went to Upper Saddle River Day School. Right? That's, I think he was rich too. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I, I'm surprised like I didn't get committed to a home. I was that obsessed with like yeah. Jeff Stark. You know what I mean? Like when you're that in Have it. you written about this? I know you've done a bunch of different shows. I haven't written done, about Jeff Stark so and- because it's too painful. I understand. No. Um, I just think this whole story is so. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's just it's a really yeah. It was a really kind of interesting, weird, special place to grow up. And again, mm-hmm. like my mom, we grew up there because when my mom was getting a divorce from my dad, we lived in North Jersey, uh, like near Paramus, and where Jeff Stark was from and stuff, mm-hmm. close to New York. And my mother was like, they were selling the house, and she wasn't sure where we were going to move to, and she was just driving, and she got lost on the Parkway, and she saw a sign. For Long Beach Island, New Jersey. And she just kept driving. Oh, my God. And it was so beautiful. 
what a lovely place, you know, and so it's like real, that's okay. You, so did you check out the schools or like job yeah. opportunities? Yeah. Nope. Nope. She was just magnetically drawn there. Yeah. And-, and then she bought us a horse. Oh. And then we didn't have any money. Oh yeah. Horses are expensive. Yeah. Do we had to, we, we had to sell it. But mm. it's like, that's the classic, like, my mom thing to do is like, they need to ride an animal <laughs> and know the power of that beauty. And, uh, you know, oh, shit, now we're on welfare. Like, right, right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. What was uh, the horse's name? Oh, God. Um, there was Princess was my sister's horse. And I got to, it wasn't my horse, but I got to ride Arrowhead. Two lot. horses. Yeah. Oh, mom. I know it. I know, and my, yes. I did write a show about that. I'm like, oh, if only we could have lived inside of her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and thankfully, like I've kind of, it was hard for me to get a handle on finances because of the way I grew up. Like, if you got money, you got rid of it as soon as possible. Sure. Like, what the fuck is that? Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, spend it. Get, spend it on something. Yeah. Um, and so it it was that it was a foreign concept to me to kind of like save or to like sure have a good credit rate like all that stuff i know that like, stuff pe- that stuff creeps in in ways you do not have any idea yeah is affecting you and influencing you like i don't i feel like i have a very similar relationship to money that my parents had and i certainly might that them being divorced but they're very much the same about how they handle money and i i don't remember ever actively deciding to learn that lesson or to you know sort of do mm-hmm. what they do i just yeah that's what that's what i that's it got in there it got yeah. in there in ways i had no idea it yeah. was getting in there yeah. oh bless your heart uh, yeah i want to play this mash game with you oh cool so uh i'm gonna come up with some customized categories um i mean listen some of them are perennial favorites that i think will probably do well for you um but i want to start out with uh three well, listen, I know you to be an extremely talented uh, musical person, so I'm going to start with three bands or singer-songwriters from any era, uh, alive or dead, three that you uh, wish you could have sung with or perform with. Ooh. Yeah. Just their names? Yeah, just like, you know, you want to sing with Led Zeppelin, and da, 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 I need three. Okay. Um, try to think of from when I was younger. Anytime. Could be someone who's still alive now. Could be a band from the 1940s. Could be wow. any anything. Just three. Well, that, three I, mean, I have to fun. say Judy Garland. I just Great. have to because she's been a huge Great. part of my life. Um, so Judy Garland. Um, as far as bands go, oh, I mean, I was I was pretty obsessed with Pat Benatar. Amazing. Yeah, that seems right. You up, she was just you on playing in L.A., by the way, with her husband. She's still married to the same man. I think that's the most wonderful right? thing I've ever heard. And he's her guitarist. And we all know how tough that is because love is a battlefield. It is a battlefield. And they made it work. <laughs> all right, I'm putting Pat Benatar in here without a, any more hesitation. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm going to, it's it's so obvious, but I'm going to have to go with Journey. Like, I listen to a oh, lot. Oh, no, that's great. There's so many choices. That's so great. I would love for you to perform with Journey. Now, now that's my goal. It seems more likely somehow than these other two. Well, certainly more than Judy Garland. I don't know about Pat Benatar, though. You could maybe hop up on stage with that one. Who knows? Okay, next question will be uh, three places you would like to have a vacation home. Now, not in this world. Not in this world. In a, a fictionalized place. So it could be another planet. could be under the water, in the ocean. It could also be, you know, uh, where the hobbits live. It could be the Death Star. Just any, any, any three places that aren't actually real places that you uh, but could have. But it had have. to be known 
fictional places or places I just make up in my head? You know what? I'll accept you making something up. <laughs> Surprise me. I'm like, I'll accept that. <laughs> I know. Accept that. I'm the judge, jury, and executioner yes. of this game. Um, let me think. Well, let me think if I can think of an actual, if there is an such a thing as an actual place. fake right. fictional place. Um, like, oh gosh, what are my favorite movies? Um, right. It could even be that. It could even be, I could merge two categories that I sometimes do separately, which is, it could also be like your vacation home is inside of just a movie. So whether that's like, oh, you know okay. I mean? Like you could go, vac- your vacation home could be you disappear into Sense and Sensibility or whatever. Oh, right, 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 right. She said naming one of her favorite movies as if it was <laughs> Well, definitely, um, I would want to live in a, a fictional, like, um, his Girl Friday kind of land. Oh, okay, like, all right. I would just, you know, I'd wear pencil skirts and be like, yeah. swell, daddy, let's meet there. Yeah, you know, you yeah, can, yeah. Um, Got it. Bring me up, but the strength, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, just like that whole... Sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got it. And uh, how about, oh, God, um, is there such a thing as like vintage store land <laughs> sure listen i'm in i'm in um getting back to our idea of forever 1921 yes indeed um Great. and one more right mm-hmm. um i want to did i say gone with the wind mm, no no let's go with you gone did with the now wind. you did now okay next one i'm gonna just do so i don't forget about it which is classic mash three guys mm-hmm could be a sexual escapade type scenario. Could be a alternate universe husband. Uh, however much or little you would like to spend with this person. Um, three, uh, living or dead. Could be the characters from movies. I- ideally, it's at least someone that someone has heard of because it's more fun for the listener. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Fantastic. Without no hesitation. going to argue with that. Gregory Peck. Yeah. Yeah. And. Ugh, I just wrote Greg Peck. Peck because it was shorter and it Greg. just looks like a, a, an abomination. Ah, Peck. It's an abomination talk. All right. And uh, I'm trying to think of who I was really into Crazy when I was about. young. Yeah. Um, strangely, because he was so much older than me, Lindsay Buckingham. Okay. From Fleetwood Mac, who I, I hear it. is kind of an asshole now, which upsets me. This is imaginary Lindsay Buckingham. Or Lindsay Buck. But that was a thing played. of high school. Like, I was never into, like, the ones that were in Tiger Beat that mm-hmm. I was supposed to be same. into. I was same, like, they same, look like same. girls. Same. Why do they look like they know they're pretty? Yeah. And so I liked, you know, Dudes. these sort of exotic, older, yeah. smart guys. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. you didn't have a, I mean, not to be too psychoanalytical, but you didn't have, like, a father figure. Right, so right. Anyway. Listen, I just annoyed myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, next one is uh, one of my personal favorites. Three foods that uh, have some sort of a quote-unquote negative impact on you now, whether it's, um, (laughs) you know, you know that it would make you sick to your stomach or it makes you fat or whatever it is that keeps you from being able to indulge in these foods whenever you want. But three, where in this world, uh, not only can you have them at the snap of a finger, but they're also good for you. And um, it can be as specific as like there's this one pastry at blah 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 or it could just be like you know and so they're, food, they're foods that meatballs. i can not touch right now or just that you wouldn't you can't have as much of because yeah. for whatever reason okay. i'm gonna say one is um which not as much now is, is it a problem but rice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that involves a really bad incident at a jamaican restaurant <laughs> where i had too many red stripe mud um <sighs> okay wow could never ever you know i couldn't unsee that <laughs> No. So okay, rice. I got it. 
Um, 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 oh, oh, I just, can it just be something I hate? But that you, when this world can have and it, you don't hate it? Oh, then I don't think there is a world where I would not hate this one thing I was thinking well, of. Well, I don't want you to have that. I want you to have the things that you can't let yourself have now oh, that you get oh, to indulge oh, in. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Great. Hands want, down. Did you still want rice? Huh? Did you still want rice? Did you, or did you not understand the question? I didn't understand the question. Okay, I, thought so it was like, rid of I thought it was like things that you have like a Vietnam flashback about no, like when no, you no. see them. It's like there's a cupcake at blah, blah, blah oh, bakery that I would so eat every day if I could. Forbidden. It's not good for me. Exactly. Forbidden. Exactly. Um, I overexplained it and therefore did a bad job. Um, so yeah, definitely Reese's peanut butter cups. Great. Um, fried chicken. There you Biscuits. Go. Yep. With lots of butter. Wonderful. And butter. Love it, love it, love it. My okay. mom's from uh, Louisiana, so they made really oh, good well done, fried chicken. What about uh, three musicals that uh, it's likely you may not play a character, uh, male or female, in that would have been really fun for you to have done, like on Broadway? Uh, um, a show called um, Gospel at Colonus, oh which I believe Morgan Freeman was in. Wonderful. But it's all black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. That's a good use of this. That's yes. a good use of this Smash game. And uh, and um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Les Mis. Yeah, Les Mis. I desperately wanted to be Eponine. Um, although that I could have been cast in, but not now, certainly. Right. Um, and um, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. What were the musicals I really loved? See, that's a funny thing. I really loved being in musicals i don't necessarily oh, that's what I want to watch no them. i agree I, I feel like i have people i have i say that about musicals all the time i love performing in them but i never ever am in the mood to yeah. see them but, but that's um, why this is good because this is performing so this is like right i guess i could say i wouldn't mind being in south pacific and washing sure. that man out of my hair oh yeah that was always a song that like we did that as like the sort of medley through the years in musical theater of eighth grade. It's oh, like, really? it's like, you know, we covered like, that was your go-to. Yeah. We, we did, we did that. But then I think we did like in the eighties, we did something from Greece and oh, you know, great. in the fifties, like it would have been, that was wash that man right out of my hair. I never oh, did the West whole Side musical, Story. but I remember that. Do I want to, you want to swap out anything? No. Okay. All right. I stand by, All I stand right. by my answers. Uh, next category will be, um, three, uh, three friends, that are people um, or characters from history or from fiction or, or from television even uh, that are like your bud. Like three people that, again, it could be um, actual writers or artists or whatever. It could also just be like Marty McFly. Um, three people that you're like, oh, this is somebody that I, I, will, I will never hang out with, but I wish that I could just call and hang out with. Judy Garland. Um, Great. I think also Maggie Smith. Oh, good in one. Anything in which she's looking very indignant. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and who else would I want to hang out with? Um, Gilda Radner. Yeah, great. God, she would have loved you. She I don't know if those were answers you. that like I actually want to be them, or no, no, you know. But, but sometimes those, those are the same thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, how about three skills that you wake up with? Uh, three skills you could wake up with tomorrow that you've sort of you're an expert at, and you didn't even have to do anything to learn. You just wake up tomorrow if and you're they could amazing be anything? at. Yeah, the ability to play any instrument, mm-hmm. like read music, like that kind of. Yep. Um, and because I sing 
a lot, but I yeah. just never learned, you know. Um, what else? Oh, I don't know if this counts, but if I could wake up with the skill of wanting to exercise before I do anything else. Absolutely. Like I exercise. I, I will totally accept that. Desire. But not as soon as I'm out of bed. Yep. That's not going to happen. Yep. Love it. Um, I would take that. And, oh, uh, I think, oh, oh, does this count as a skill? Maybe not. Not giving a shit what anybody thinks about me. Oh, no, me. I accept that 100%. Yeah. I'm just putting carefree, but we know what that I means. I so am tempted to put that on my resume, like at the bottom under special skills. Yeah. I, I don't give, give a shit, shit about what you think of me. <laughs> Just to see if they're reading, like just to see if they're paying attention. Absolutely. Um, Okay. And then the last one will be if, let's see. What do I want to do for you? What is our last one? Mm -hmm. How about three uh, places and times that you would be fun to sort of pop your head into and check out and see what was going on? Oh, wow. I'd love to um, check out the Renaissance. I would also love to go back to like some crazy long time ago, like, I don't know, 25,000 years ago. Great. Um, and also, I think the 20s, the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. All right. Now, final piece of this before I do some calculating and uh, reveal your mash future is mm-hmm. uh, for you to tell me when to stop. Oh, so you're calculating right now and I'm supposed nope, to tell you when I'm to stop? I'm just doing a thing that's going to enable me to calculate. <laughs> I don't understand. You just have to tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to do some calculating. Then I'm going to come back with your 100% guaranteed mash future. Guys, I want you to be rest. Re- I want you to be rested assured. We'll feel <laughs> as if no time has passed to you. All right, here we go. Uh, I think you'll be pleased with the outcome of this uh, mash game. I'm very pleased with it. I want to reassure you that you uh, <laughs> may have as much uh, biscuits and butter, delicious biscuits and butter, <gasps> as your heart could desire, with <sighs> absolutely no physical ramifications whatsoever. Yay! This seems like the right kind of thing for you to be indulging in in your vacation home in Gone with the Wind World. Yay! The house you got a house, you know, mansion, apartment, shack, and house. You Biscuits end up with and a very butter and a house in a house in Gone with the Wind Land. Um, uh, you also have the ability to travel to the 1920s, the <gasps> Roaring Twenties. Yay! I see that as being a very positive experience. Maybe for you. I lived long enough after That's the right. Gone with the Wind house. That's right. Because I'm a 200 a year old woman in You're the 1920s. Vampire. <laughs> You're a vampire. Uh, you, uh, are also dear, dear friends with Miss Gilda Radner, <gasps> so Ms. Gilda Radner, Mrs. Gene Wilder. Um, you have performed with Pat Penatar Yay. and will again. Uh, you have also performed in Gospel at Colonus. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations on that. And that just leaves us with your partner in crime, uh, Mr. Lindsey Buckingham. Yay! You got some good stuff here. Lay me down in progress <laughs> and let me do my stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Mary Bird song. Fun. That concludes our podcast. I'm going to shake your hand. Let's, shake, let's officially shake hands. Uh, <laughs> would you like to tell uh, the fine listeners about your own uh, projects that they should check out? If so, please do so right now. 
please follow me on Twitter because that's all that matters now, mm-hmm. apparently. That's right. <laughs> I that's used to invite people to life. shows. Now I'm just yeah. like, just fucking click a button. <laughs> Can you click a fucking button? Uh, no, it's uh, at Mary Birdsong. Uh, at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And also, please check out my dream drawings. I fancy myself an artist these days. Uh, I have seen you sent me a picture of a self portrait that I was yeah. astounded at how So I draw my was. dreams every morning. I think that's so cool. So I can remember them. And I got to check this out. I had no idea. Yeah. So you can oh, go to my, you know, Mary Birdsong website or um, birdsongdreambook.com. Birdsongdreambook.com. I'm yeah. going to go there right now as soon as I finish this, <laughs> for God's sake. Thank God you. This it, was everybody. fun. This was great. Uh, I just think you're wonderful. And, uh, and, I, and I thank you. And I bid everyone a good day. Good day. It's most sincerely yours, Janet Barney. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 